Hey, Redheads, and everyone else tuning in. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Adrian, and we're the co-founders of HowToBeARedhead.com and the authors of the How To Be A Redhead book. This is our first full official episode. I know. We're so excited. We wanted to take a special episode, which we figured should be the number one, and talk about us, talk about our roles with How To Be A Redhead. Um, We'll talk a little bit about why we started it and talk more in depth about us because with the other episodes, we're going to be talking with guests and we're not going to really be able to indulge in conversation with just her and I as much. So we thought it would be really fun for you guys to get to know us a little bit better. Yeah. (laughs) So we were going (laughs) to kick it off with some questions um, and basically just talk to each other with these three specific questions. So let's start, Stephanie, we're going to start with a question. Um, How long did it take you to love your hair? And this is something I think a lot of people can resonate with because you have a popular answer. Yes, it is. A really relatable answer too to a lot of our audience over the years that have come forward, whether it's through email or DM, any um, tweets about possibly thinking about dyeing their red hair because they dislike it so much. So back when I was in fourth grade, I told, asked, told slash asked our mom if (laughs) I could get blonde highlights. And she brought me to a beauty school in Providence, Rhode Island, where Adrian and I are originally from. And I got some subtle blonde highlights. And that's kind of where it started and didn't stop until about, I think it was sophomore year in college. Roommates of mine really taught me personally how to be a woman, independent, and really just own it who you are. And I think it was then when, after years of dyeing my hair blonde, both of my roommates who were just so comfortable in their own skin kind of said to me one day, how would you feel about going back to being a redhead? You know, red is in, it's hot. I think that you- And this is what year? 20? So I graduated in 2011. So this was 20- Like 2008, 2008, 2009. Yeah, you were graduating. Adrian and I are two years apart. We're not twins, even though everyone thinks we are. (laughs) We sometimes joke and let people think that we're twins. But so anyway- I dyed my hair blonde, so highlights soon turned into going extreme, full-on blonde. Anytime I wanted roots covered because the red would come in right away. So the scenario would be I would get (laughs) – I I remember it so well with the headbands. Oh, my gosh. So I would get highlights, and no kidding, maybe a week, two weeks later – my all my red would come in on my roots. And when I would put my hair back in a bun or in a headband, you would see all of the red roots, but I would have a blonde ponytail or bun. But it was because the red, such a dominant color, it would not, it could not be hidden. So then I would save all my money. Back in like middle school, I would collect like dollars that my parents would randomly give me. <laughs> and then in college, I would use a lot of the money that I would supposed to spend on groceries I was using to get my hair done and I would go every six to eight weeks and it was just all dried I thought that was normal to be honest when I would see people with gorgeous hair and then I would 
I would feel mine and it would be coarse and brittle. Literally, like it didn't fall out, but I think if I just, if I prolonged it, it definitely would have continued to fall out. I mean, to, it would have eventually fallen out because it was so brittle and dried. So long story, I went back to my red roots and it took about a year and a half for me to go back naturally. They had to strip the blonde out. They had to, I had to get multiple cuts because as it was growing out, all the blonde was going to my ends. So then I did a bob, which really helped go, you know, cut all the blonde out. And I look back at photos. Sometimes Adrian and I, whether we're looking at albums that I used to do when I was really young, or if we're working on a, on a project and they need photos of us, like the Go Red event that we were yeah, in last yeah, year, yeah. they needed photos of us growing up. And it's just crazy to see photos of me with platinum blonde hair. And I'm always next to Adrian in these photos with her gorgeous red locks. And I wish back then that I embraced it. But I think that was a point in my life. And I believe that I was supposed to go through that to be where I'm at now. Because going back to what I said in the beginning, when followers now come to us thinking about dyeing their red hair, I'm always the one that and talk to them talks to them and tells them my story because I went through it and yeah I believe that I was supposed to go through it for a special reason and you know all the money I dished out I can't believe it (laughs) (laughs) and like 10 plus years later you're so happy that you I'm now I guess it's been 10 years it has been. been 10 years yeah that you're back to being a redhead and throughout this whole time we were launching how to be a redhead so I think that has and, probably helped you love your red hair. Exactly. Even and I more. think hearing our followers' stories throughout the years, especially when we first started How to Be a Redhead, because I had just gotten rid of my blonde highlights, hearing their voices and their stories on, I love being a redhead. I feel so unique. I'm rare. It made me feel good to hear all those stories because we stand out in a room rather than blending in. And I think that's a beautiful thing. But I think growing up, And going through, you know, high school and trying to fit in, that's exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to be regular and normal, not unique. Unique to me back then wasn't something cool where Right, you wanted to just fit in. All I want to be right now is unique. I could be the coolest chick in the room with (laughs) red hair. That's what I want to be and the most unique, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, Stephanie really has a lot of beauty confessions, but what's your top beauty confession? So I actually just confided into you with to you yeah. about this earlier because I saw you today. doing it in the car on the way here. <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing?" So I have I wouldn't call it an obsession, but I really like my eyebrows always brushed so upwards, upwards, and kind of like up in the front, and then more like how how would you describe it? More brushed. You, you follow you follow. I your follow eyebrow. my eyebrow. Yes. So I have a spoolie brush. Two, one to the left of me in the car and one to the right of me in the car. (laughs) And when I'm at a red light, I never do it when I'm driving. So if you have this (laughs) obsession, dude, do not do it when you're driving a vehicle. But when I'm at a stoplight, I brush them. And there's been a few times I've seen someone next to me look at me. And sometimes I just smile and laugh at them or smile knowing that they're laughing at me. So I do that throughout the day. I I think, too, whenever we're doing a beauty tutorial and it's about eyebrows, Stephanie is always like, I'll do the tutorial. I just love eyebrows. Yeah, she loves eyebrows and she loves the spoolie. And yeah, and I think I love getting makeup tips. Whenever Adrian and I are getting our makeup done, 
I always ask the makeup artist, okay, what are some tips that you would give someone like me for eyebrows? Because I'm just so intrigued and I love eyebrows. We were at an event in Fort Lauderdale, Miami area about a couple months ago and the makeup artist just did such a great job on my brows and I asked her some tips and she just gave me some advice on you know, my eyebrow doesn't go all the way past to line up to the outer corner of my eyes. Mm -hmm. So she recommended always tracing it, but never going down. A lot of people draw in their eyebrow at the very end to go down and you you want want it to be even with your top of your ear. So I thought that was a great tip. And she recommended an eyebrow gel, which I love eyebrow gels. So just in general, I just, my confession is I love my eyebrows. Yeah. I love that. Um, And what is your day what is your day like working on how to be a redhead? I think a lot of people don't know how much work it takes and how much dedication it takes to actually launch something like how to be a redhead that's never been done before. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have all these followers seven or eight years later and you're doing well and you're like, oh, well, what do you do? So what do you do every day? So I wake up first attacking the day with enthusiasm. So I always wake up and I look over. I have a chocolate lab named George and I always go to him asking, are you you ready to conquer the day? What's on your agenda? And so I go downstairs and make coffee, have breakfast. I go into my office and throughout the day, I want to say when Adrian and I aren't in our warehouse with our subscription boxes, which are is usually at the end of each month. Or we're not traveling, doing beauty events, or, you know, working with certain brands that fly us out, or in New York City. I live in Charlotte, so I am with my dog usually. I have an office space in Uptown, if you're familiar with the Charlotte area. And basically, my goal with How to Be a Redhead, but more on the H2 Bar Box side of things, I pitch throughout the day to companies I'm on the phone with brands, getting them into the beauty boxes. And I'm very passionate about that because Adrian and I always said in the beginning with How to Be a Redhead, our strengths, my strength is her weakness and vice versa. So I think that's why we've always been great business partners. So my personality, i a people person. I love being around people. I love talking to people on the phone. So I get on the phone call with brands throughout the day, talking about our story, getting them into the beauty boxes. And we plan far ahead on our calendar. So right now I'm working on all the 2019 boxes. So and wrap- you make every, you make sure everything's redhead friendly approved yes. in the whole process. So how how it kind of breaks down is I or a company approaches us, we approach a company. Listen, we want this product from your line in the H2 bar box. They'll send it to us. We test it for a maximum of 2 weeks whether it's a hair care product, body care. Makeup's a little different. It takes only a few uses, tries for us to see if we really like the shades. The shades are the most important. But when it comes to hair and skin, we test those a little bit longer, especially skin. And then we come back to the brand. And then that's when we work out what month we see them being a good fit. So that's my day-to-day. And I'm really passionate about that. Plus, I bring have occasional breaks where I try to take my dog on a walk, but he's a horrible (laughs) walker. He, we call him a distracted walker. So he sits, he sits a lot on our walks. 
So I kind of just check Twitter as I'm on a walk. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Twitter. It's my favorite social media outlet. Stephanie that, started the How to Be a Redhead Twitter before Twitter was even... It had just launched. Yeah. Yeah. It had just launched. And I remember we had a Whole Foods at University of Miami. Oh my and gosh. Yeah. it was back then where Whole Foods did not even have a Twitter account for I their individual have, stores. I still have that username. And Stephanie was like, well, since I'm starting the How to Be a Redhead Twitter, I'm going to start a Twitter for this Whole Foods. And I'm sure that they probably have like a super branded Twitter now because it's a huge Whole Foods in Miami. But it was so funny. Stephanie's way ahead of her time when it comes to social media. And she always told us how important it was from the start. When 2011, it was more of like, we were talking about it this morning on the way here. Like back then, it was more like magazines and features. And social media was kind of just something that people did on the side. But Stephanie right. was like, no, I see this being really important. And that's why like, I think we've had like a million hits on Pinterest or something because of Stephanie. And I so. think Pinterest is one of those outlets. It's obviously very visual. So I knew when we first started how to be a redhead and Pinterest was, I don't know the exact year that it was created, but I knew that we had to go on it right away because red hair being such a visual, yeah. beautiful piece of art and you know, red being such a dominant color and redheads turning heads, I knew that be, we need to be on this platform. Right. So Pinterest has been really great. So yeah, throughout the day, I'm on top of all the social media and it's fun to see everyone's through over the years, all the tweets and photos. And now it's Insta stories, which we, we, when we started how to be a redhead.com in 2011, Adrian and I didn't see ourselves being the forefront of the company, the, you know, no, the brand. Yeah. We, our logo, what we called her, would be essentially be the the name and the focus of our brand, which it is. And then we would kind of be on the back end. But then... We got advice from someone, I think, yeah. like early on. Like within a year, this woman who met us, she was interested in how to be a redhead because it was so different. And she said to us, why aren't you two the faces? The faces? And we were like, oh, well, we don't really want to be. But influencers weren't anything back then. No, no, no. I bloggers, say bloggers had no. just begun. Like if people no. had a website in 2011, it wasn't, it wasn't popular. It wasn't a no. thing. If you went to New York Fashion Week in 2011, there weren't any bloggers there. No. It was all editors and people of that sort. But yeah, things have just changed so so dramatically in this period of time. So I think when Insta Stories came out and I, Adrian and I sat down and our biggest thing was, okay, we tried Snapchat. We still are on Snapchat, but personally, you and I aren't Snapchatters. I don't right. Know if that's a, a, a term, but we don't but any, snap. We don't snap. Yeah. So, <laughs> so our biggest thing was Insta Stories. How are we going to show our day-to-day -day life and some days we go where we don't feature ourselves. Some days we do question and answers. We do polls. We talk about us. And that's important to us to show you guys our personalities and what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. So I think we're overall, we love just hearing from our audience. And I'm very passionate about it on a day-to-day -day basis. And I think in 2015, when we did our Rocket Like a Redhead tour, it was kind of Stephanie and I's first time really traveling and, and meeting, meeting everyone all of our followers face to face and it yeah. was an amazing year of just traveling to our five major cities interacting with them it was literally like planning five weddings and i remember on our first book event someone wanted a selfie with you and i remember that 
And I remember thinking to myself, they want a selfie with me? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But now I'm flattered when we get that. Yeah, me too, me too. I think it's really cool. It's really developed. And, you know, Stephanie and I, it's really our passion for how to be a redhead. And I can't imagine anyone else projecting that same passion that we have for it because right. we love it so much. We love being redheads. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now it's my turn to ask Adrian three questions. Are you ready? Yeah. Nervous? No, I'm good. (laughs) Okay. I like to keep her on her toes. (laughs) So your story about being a redhead, have you always loved your red hair? Always. I've always identified with it when we were growing up. I loved it. Our grandmother, who we dedicated our book to, she was a natural redhead. And I just really loved it. With my skin complexion and my personality, I sometimes even forget I have red hair to this day until someone mentions it. And maybe now with How to Be a Redhead, I'm like, really, I'm aware of it. But back in high school and college, I kind of would forget until someone would be like, oh, you have really pretty hair. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's just it's so a part of me. Um, And that's why I'm getting a little bit of white hair. And I can't even think of not having red hair, you know, so I I knew that this day was going to come. I picked a few (laughs) white hairs out at when we were at the beach last weekend. I know. I know. And, I, and I've and i always had little bits of white hair coming out of my hair when I was like 14, 15. Just, could, just a little bit. You could rock it on, on the side of your hair. I just, I'm 31 and I, my grandmother was 27 and she went completely white at 27. So when I'm, when I hit 27, I was like, oh, okay, I'm there. I'm going to be good. <laughs> And then now at 31, I mean, I'm definitely like when someone sees my hair, they don't see the white. You have to really look. No, you have to really be You have to really look and look. But I do think I need to. Use a color depositing shampoo or conditioner? Probably. Yeah. And I did that a lot more when we lived in Miami and when I was in the sun more. But I think I should probably invest in that. And we'll definitely be doing an episode later into our season where we sit down with a fabulous hair expert and talk all about fading red hair, your hair turning more brassy, how to enhance it, ways to protect it from the sun. Mm -hmm. So that's really important because red hair fades a lot. And for me, my, my hair always turns a little bit brassy. Okay. Number two, How has your beauty regimen changed since starting How to Be a Redhead to right now? So you weren't a teenager, of course, when we started How to Be a Redhead. But from your teenage years to right now in your 20s, how has your regimen changed overall? I think my hair regimen is the same. Um, I kind of just do the same thing. Um, I just do a keratin treatment. But I think with everything else throughout the the period of time, I think what has changed the most is probably my skin. Um, I had an obsession with sunless tanner when I was little. And as much as I loved my red hair, I didn't love my skin. And I would just pile on instant tanner. And I had, you know, my, my, my senior photo is of me looking orange. And I thought it looked so great. I wanted to be tan so bad because Stephanie and I are Italian and Swedish. And there's so many parts of our family who are beautiful olive skin. And there are some redheads out there who have olive skin. And I don't have olive skin and I don't tan. But I wanted it so bad that I was just willing to fake it all the time, no matter what. And then when I got to college and I was in Miami, I was kind of still in the sunless tanner, but not as much. And then when I moved to Boston and then eventually I met my husband, I just kind of stopped using it. And I feel 
so great. I mean, sometimes I do use it lightly, but I think that that's been the biggest change throughout the years is my skin embracing my, my fairness, um, always wearing sunscreen. So, you know, I think that that that's been the biggest change. We didn't really wear a lot of sunscreen in college. I did. But I think I, didn't I did. Carry, right now, I I would always carry. Looking back, right. If I was in college right now, I would wear sunscreen t- every single day. I would uh, keep a bottle in my backpack. But back then, I didn't. Yeah, it was. I think also times have changed. I mean, it's more. It's unbelievable. Awareness. I know that we're the co-founders of How to Be a Redhead, and it's really amazing. Like every time we walk into our office, we have all these boxes of products to try or Stephanie's trying something for the box. And so we get all these really cool sunscreens. And I'm like, oh my God, I wish we had this. Like this company sent us this amazing spray sunscreen. And we've obviously tried spray, but it's sticky sometimes. And there's all different kinds. This Some one- Some of them are very literally, greasy too. It was it was SPF 50 and it, it was like it glistened on your skin. It was it, amazing. And it's probably going to be in an H2 bar box. So if you need to subscribe. <laughs> but if we had a product like that in Miami during college, I would be I would be turning heads on campus. Yeah. Yeah. But some protected. Right, right, right. It was it's such a good <laughs> secret to know which products to use. And I think that's where the term how to be a redhead came about. A lot of people, they're like, I know how to be a redhead. And I'm like, well, that's the point of it. That's the point of how to be a redhead is that there's a community of people who all know how to be a redhead, right? And they're all communicating with each other, which we love. And then if you need some kind of advice, like a retinol, yeah, a retinol or a mascara or a foundation, you can go on there and find out how to be a redhead even more so and even more beautiful. And so that was kind of like the whole way about getting the name was how to be a redhead. We just felt like it would really resonate with people and make them feel part of a positive community. Hala. <laughs> okay. How does your morning day look like on a day-to-day basis for How to Be a Redhead? Um, I think with How to Be a Redhead, it's my everything. When I have to think about what I do, it's literally what I do every single minute of the day. I'm always monitoring our, our customer service emails. I'm always, you know, editing stuff for writers. I'm always making sure that if anything needs to be added to the website that you and I are discussing it. I am the one who Stephanie works with the products to get them in the box and then coordinates all that. And then I'm on the back end in the warehouse with the employees, making sure that everything comes together. And so every single month, it's a full circle, a full circle, a full circle. And I think that's kind of what we're working for is every, you know, every day is a specific day to get something else done. And obviously we spend an incredible amount of time on social media, looking over messages, making sure that we're doing everything right for our audience and making sure that we are the best co-founders we can be for How to Be a Redhead. And we're really proud of our work too. And I think Stephanie and I are very doers. We're, yeah, we're doers, but we want to make sure that everything is proper and right. And I remember seeing this quote on on Instagram or some a Pinterest and it said a goal getter and I love that. Yeah, we're totally goal getters. Goal getters. Yeah. And we, we always always have goals. And we do goals in the beginning of every year and then even 6 months out, we kind of sit down and we say, "Okay, what haven't we achieved yet?" because half the year's over. 
What can we work on? And I think that's really important to do for personal reason and also a business aspect to do goals and to achieve them. And I think you've taught me personally, being a younger sister, but also being business partners, how important goals are and ways that we're really and writing down goals, writing down goals. And I think the podcast is so cool because so many people see us as, okay, yeah, they're the co-founders of How to Be a Redhead. They do this, they do this, but they don't know how much goes into it. So I'm so excited for all these different episodes to say, okay, yeah, we're, we're maybe we do interviews one day, or maybe one day we're talking to, you know, someone on the business side of things that's going to help us do something else, or we're going to, you know, talk with a hairstylist to get the best advice for our audience, or we're going to do a social media campaign. And there's all these different elements. And so to break down all that stuff over a period of episodes, I think is going to be so cool to show everyone and talk about everything that we do. Yeah. So throughout the season, what we have planned is talking to experts, whether they're in the dermatology, skin field, the hair field, makeup artists that have worked on redhead celebrities. And then we're turning it and we're focusing also on the business side of things where we're going to be doing episodes on what I think Adrian's very passionate about more than I'm more of the creative person, but the business side of things and how to start a business if you're a redhead and ways to do that. Yeah. And I think what Stephanie and I both have, and it's probably the redhead in us, but we have this fire inside of us to, to succeed. And we have just every single day been dedicated because we want to be able to create something that we wish we had growing up. And for all the people who are listening in, I know that you're like, wow, I wish I had this. And Stephanie and I so wish the same. And so for us to do it every day is so incredible. And I have to say, when we did our book tour in all these different cities, it was wonderful to hear how many people were like, thank you so much. And of course, we're not expecting that. (laughs) But I was like so blown away by how many people were like, thank you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no problem. I mean, we love it. We love it so much. But I feel like it was it's really needed and I can't express it enough like how much I always say to Stephanie how to be a redhead makes so much sense to me it like does. doesn't it it's like total oh totally like if you're a redhead you would totally go on this website to get advice and um, I'm so happy that they, you guys can relate to us yeah so we're really excited for this whole season and more seasons to come but our first season is just really special to us we've been talking about doing a podcast for a while now and finally we just planned it. We're in the studio. Here yeah. we are. Yeah. And I feel like it's a perfect time too. I feel like it's a perfect, yeah, I feel like it's just all the stars are have aligned. And Stephanie and I, we don't do anything unless it's 100%. And so we've been talking about this since like 2015, but then we had just had so much going on. And so now to finally do it and talk about all the stuff we've done, I think it's all for a reason. So really pumped. Yeah. So make sure you subscribe so you can get updates when new episodes come out and we're very excited yeah rock like, like a redhead, redhead.